Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I'm Eve, I'm 26, I'm cisgender female, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm pansexual and open-minded to quite a lot of things. I'm based in Liverpool in the UK. I have many, many jobs. One of them's the Secret Circus, which I work on with Chanel and the Circus, who's been on before. I'm a, basically a full-time life model. And then I have some little side jobs, like I teach dominatrix classes and hand job workshop and all sorts of stuff like that. So not much, really. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details in an effort to help the entire world leave better laid lives. And you heard her intro. I am so excited to introduce to you Eve. She's already introduced herself. Holy cow, there's so much to unpack. <laughs> That's the tip of a very big iceberg. A big, huge <laughs> iceberg that I hope is delightfully phallic-shaped. So let's dive in. Where did you come from? How did you get to be a person who is a full-time <laughs> life model and teaches dominatrix and hand job workshops? Like what would take us back to the very beginning, pretty please. All right. So I think like I've always been uh, intrigued by sex and the weird and wonderful. Um, my dad's quite sexually open. 
He used to be a, a male stripper. My <gasps> parents were so in a fancy dress shop. And, uh, oh, my gosh. He, <laughs> he's, they're both quite wacky, but he's definitely <laughs> more wacky. So did you grow up knowing he was a stripper or was that done before you were born? No, I actually, I found that out really recently and I was like, that makes so much sense. How did like, you find what? out? What was that like? I think it just got brought up really casually and I was like, wait, 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 what? It's just um, someone mentioned it and uh, apparently I think maybe my mum used to make his costumes so he had like a Tarzan oh one. God. He had like a flasher coat that he'd pull and like he had uh, wires attached to a willy warmer so it's like willy would move around <laughs> and uh, he's like really skinny and ginger and there was another guy who was really buff and they'd be like oh we thought we were getting the buff one. <laughs> oh my god but he was the funny one oh. so yeah he i think he kind of paved the way for me a little bit and uh i remember when i was quite young when i was staying at his house he'd left a pile of eroticas in my room to sell on ebay so because he had piles and piles of junk everywhere and like just like this huge pile of erotic books oh my that he God. probably didn't know he had in there uh didn't care and i i just worked my way through them every weekend when i went over to his and i remember i was pretty young but i remember thinking like i could write better than this <laughs> Yes. And have you ever? Have you ever ventured into that world? I wrote some like high school musical fan fiction where oh like most gosh, characters yes. were gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote like sex stories about my friends and my friendship group. Oh like, my god. And most of them were also turned out to be gay, both in the stories and in real and life. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you grew up with a fairly good awareness. What was your own personal sexual development like? So I always was quite aware of how intrigued I was by sex, even like way before I knew actually what it was. Yeah. I knew there was something and like I was always kind of had it in the back of my mind. And um, later on in life, I was always asking as many questions to my friends as I could. Yeah. But yeah. And in terms of my sexuality as well, like I think I always was aware that it was men women later on I worked out everything in between as well yeah. but even in primary school I was kind of experimenting with the girls that really? I knew yeah there's one girl in particular who <laughs> like we, I used to go to a house yeah we didn't really think much of it but we play like truth or dare mm -hmm. we'd be like I dare you to lick my body up and down all over and then uh, <laughs> like I dare you to kiss me in, in the closet and stuff. Oh, and then, uh, that is hilarious. Kiss me in the closet. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then um, we were probably like 11 and uh, we were in my mum's boot and we were like basically scissoring. But like really didn't really understand that how sexual it was more. Just it was just like messing around and yeah. we never took it seriously but wow yeah. <laughs> and just to clarify boot like the back yeah. of a car a trunk yeah just making sure <laughs> we get confused easily over here yeah so how was it with your family when you started experimenting in ways that were maybe a little more visible it sounds like they're pretty open-minded and perhaps supportive but will you just walk us through what maybe your teen years were like sure yeah so um i went to this like kind of hippie camp Okay. Um, I've been going, it was my 18th year there this year, so I started going when I was seven. Oh my gosh. And, um, I've never missed a year, but I think like 
growing up there kind of advanced me quite a few years in terms of like a lot of people would walk around naked and things mm. like that and that we'd all the people the same age as me would kind of camp together was it a camp for like younger people or was it like families and whoever it's it's all ages okay okay so i grew up there like and everyone's quite open-minded and there's loads it's based around singing but there's workshops on everything wow like sacred sexuality workshops and like find your voice workshops and things like that so I think I've learned a lot of life lessons there that is amazing uh, to be exposed to that at such a young age a hundred percent like I I wouldn't be me without yeah so yeah I remember like we were playing truth or dare there and uh seems to be a theme in my life i got dared to streak around the field and uh i was like terrified and then i did it and i came back and i was like oh my god that was amazing <laughs> and uh after that like always just every opportunity like be like and, uh, i understand <laughs> so i think like my mum was aware and slightly concerned for like my well-being and stuff like that and okay. I was just doing it at every opportunity, like just running around naked yeah. or it was just, yeah, a total like kind of addiction for me. And then uh, I think my dad was pretty laid back about it. All. Okay. <laughs> How did your mom express her concern? I think like if it got brought up, she'd be like, oh, Eve, like okay. you shouldn't do that. Like uh, you've got to be careful and like, yeah. I think even now, like years later, I still do quite a lot and the reaction <laughs> hasn't really changed, but she knows that I'm just going to get on with it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and did they give you a yeah. sex talk? I remember talking to my mum and her being like, if you're going to have sex, tell me first. Yeah. And me being like, that's not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to be about to go home with someone, pick up the phone and be like, hi, mum, just let you know I'm having sex. Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think like by the time she said that to me like we'd already had sex ed at school and um, yeah. I've been chatting to all my friends and like getting it so wrong and <laughs> yeah and then my dad was just so inappropriate so he just blur out whatever he wanted like he could never be serious so there's never like a sit down talk it would just be him like being like oh you're gonna kiss the boy you're gonna oh my god and I was like dad so embarrassing (laughs) here's a question though do you think that like embarrassing kind of playful attitude around sexual things is like better or worse than like a more serious forward or complete like dismissal because some part of me feels like there's a silly normalcy in that that I wish I had had yeah I think it helped having one parent which is one way and one yeah. which is the other because like I loved that my dad was like silly and like we could have a joke about it but sometimes I wanted to just him to be serious and yeah. me to talk about things and like he'd just kind of laugh it off and I think like now I went to visit him recently and uh he's he's kind of kind of found a bit of a middle balance okay okay. like now that I've got older he's found it a bit easier to talk to me but I think like I can see me being the type of parent that's somewhere in the middle of those two and (laughs) I feel like I could definitely go back and forth I mean gosh who knows who knows if I ever have kids who knows what I'll be like by the time I get there (laughs) <laughs> I know, yeah. I think like they'll be so they'll be like, hey, 
Your mum's in the news yeah. this smoker season. I'll be like, again, mum, stop it. <laughs> so I want to go back to your kind of earlier experiences and explorations and maybe start with talking to friends and asking friends questions about sex. Did, were they more experienced or was it like something you were figuring out together and then like did that have an influence on you exploring with yourself? And I mean, it sounds like you were exploring with others from a pretty great age, but I just want to hear all of these things. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I probably talked to them from such a young age that it was more about like their own bodies and like, you know, what they did and how, you know, especially I had a lot of more male friends than female okay. when I was younger. So I think like, it's like, what are willies like? What's an erection like? Like, do you masturbate? Do you, like, how, how big's your penis? And, like, just, yeah, just uh, listing off all these And they would answer? Like, yeah, yeah, most of the time. Wow. Like, they, yeah, I just, I think they were just as intrigued. So they'd be asking me questions back and stuff like that. I remember, like, trying to figure out sex and what it was and stuff. And uh, I got a quote, someone said to me, um, what sex is Eve? Is a man puts his willy in a girl's fanny and then pees? And I was, <laughs> I was like, no way. But I spent like nights lying and lying awake, being like, but how does he get his soft penis into my little wee hole? Like I couldn't work it out. It took so long for me to just the whole like. <laughs> yes oh my I had the same I had the same thoughts I was like there's no way that that would possibly make sense I I was convinced that I had understood the mechanics of sex wrong because I was like well that doesn't make any fucking sense exactly I knew I wasn't the only one (laughs) (laughs) and yeah so I just it took so long before I was like what's that I've got another hole. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think, yeah, like, in terms of, like, things like the clitoris, like, didn't know I had one of them for a long time, but, like, I remember being in the swimming pool at swimming lessons and, you know, those big kind of spaghetti floats. I would, like, sit on one of them yeah. once I was enjoying it so much or, like, you know, being near a jet fountain. Oh, pool, yeah. Like, Ooh, what's that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand secretly like always grabbing a float as soon as I was in the pool and being, going to town <laughs> like, oh, I just I just really love writing noodles I think that, that like the... <laughs> yeah, it's a noodle not spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> so then did that eventually morph into you touching yourself more on purpose or what what was your what's your masturbation journey been like <laughs> well that's been really interesting I think because I always kind of, I think I had in my head like what I was supposed to do and stuff and um it's taken such a long time but because I I was always like trying to use my hands and not like I was like my hands are too small and like just Mm -hmm. going straight in with like in out in out like and then like being like maybe if I use this object in out in out and I'm just giving up and being Oh no, like this this isn't like I'm so intrigued and excited by the thought of sex, but maybe I actually won't enjoy Wait, so you're if I'm understanding you correctly, your early explorations were just like penetrative. (laughs) Like they were (laughs) like Yeah, I I don't think I put two and two together with like Mm -hmm. what I was doing, you know, with the floats and stuff like that. And then because I had it in my head, it was just like from talking to people as well and 
the idea of sex was just like it's in out in out like yeah, yeah it wasn't going very well and I was pretty like miserable about it. <laughs> and um like when I went to uni I bought like my first bullet vibrator mm. and um I remember like ordering it online and it arrived and um I was about to go out but I lay on my bathroom floor and had to go and then I tense that I was just like oh and I kind of turned it off. And for ages, I said to people, like, I don't think I can orgasm because I'd, it would get so overwhelming. I realized, like, later on, I had been every time. But I had it in my head what an orgasm should feel like. From um, I, I heard you say it on a recent episode about orgasming in your dreams. Yeah. And that's something that I used to do. So I was like, I know how it should feel. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Can you, will you just give us some details about like, like how, how, what, what is it that made you finally figure out like, oh yes, I identify this as an orgasm and like, oh, I'll talk about the dreams if you want. Well, I think like I'd, I'd been reaching kind of orgasm peak and then like, because I didn't, I had an expectation and it, that the sensation was so different. So I try and carry on, and then straight after I orgasm, like it's too much. So I'd be like, ah, and then I'd be like uh, waiting for something that I'd already had. Ah. Um, and I think, like, yeah, like it was the same thing of like I'd pictured how sex would be and all that, and then I had my expectations so high, like from all these hours of you know fantasizing and imagining, and then when it came to it it was such a disappointment every time like mm. it took so so long and still with my journey I feel like I can talk about it all the time but like this year in terms of like masturbation I've finally started getting to where I wanted to be with it yeah but yeah like I think I was just so like how I'd do it from then on like oh I'll get a quick orgasm that'll do I'll I'll do it the same position every time. And then this is the first year where I've started like actually using my hands, mm. not just sex toys and trying different positions and things like that. And I'm like, oh, I spent years just <laughs> doing base level stuff. So Can you yeah, elaborate so. a little more on some of the positions you're exploring or the different methods yeah. or what is currently arousing to you? I find I go through yeah. different phases and... Yeah. Late, lately because of like exhaustion levels and stress and like feelings <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> i have been such a tough come even when i'm masturbating and it's a really frustrating thing yeah. that it's relatively new to me so i would just love to hear about what you're exploring yeah sure so i think like basically um me and my well boyfriends at the time we're kind of easing out of our relationship at the moment mm -hmm. We went away to New Zealand for a couple of months. This is when our relationship was kind of coming to an end. And then um, I went home for two weeks after that. And, like, I hadn't had sex or anything in about a month. Like, Oof. done anything sexual. And I was at home and... Um, what? Nothing? I... Wait, nothing for a month? Nothing. Whoa. Okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, things were kind of dodgy with us too yeah. and then uh and then I went to this kind of hippie camp so I was just in a tent like uh and then yeah like I got it was my last day at home before I went back to Liverpool and yeah. um I was just like right I'm gonna do this like no porn no toys like I don't have the choice so um 
I was like, what sex position's my favorite? And I was like, me on top. So, so yeah, I like knelt up and then I was like, ah, my knees. I got a few cushions under me. And then I sat on my hands um, with a few fingers up and like, well, first I like massaged around my legs and like my thighs and, and, um, and then, yeah, like I had to kind of work my way up to a few fingers inside mm. and like working and just, yeah, I was just so like proud of myself. Like, That's... woohoo, I reached orgasm with just my hands, no porn and no yeah. And then after that, I was like, right, like I'm going to hide away all my sex toys and just work on this for a while. <laughs> yeah, okay. I want to actually talk about this with you because lately okay. I've been using my magic wand a lot. I've been in and out of yeah. this phase basically off and on since February. And yeah. I'm noticing lately that uh like for a little while I was like, yeah, like this is a fun thing I'm doing. And then yeah. I felt I started to feel and lately I feel a little more shame related to it. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. sounds like maybe you're experiencing a similar thing and it's like I I the question I've been asking myself is mm-hmm are my hands better than something else? And like, am I losing something if I use these toys? And so it sounds like you have some similar thoughts and feelings. Yeah. So I would just want to hear kind of what your feelings are about that. Yeah, I think um, for me, like when I was exploring and stuff, it it became kind of an addiction, like just using sex toys. And then, you know, I, I got to the point where I, like, I, I wouldn't go to sleep without doing it. And I'd mm-hmm. be up and be like, oh, just just have a quick wank or whatever like mm-hmm. and then yeah I started like you know buying more and better vibrators and things like that but when you're not in the mood you're just doing it for the sake of it it's like any addiction afterwards you you kind of like ah oh. like I spent an hour like using them all like trying to reach an orgasm and then I did and it wasn't even that great mm-hmm. in the morning and I've got work just yeah feeling really shit afterwards and and, and then like hearing other people's stories of like you know what do you mean like you you've never used your hands I don't believe you and things like that mm. you start to feel a bit like uh I I but my hands are too small and <laughs> I mean I think <laughs> that can be true for some people and so I don't yeah. I don't know I don't know if it's a I think yeah it wasn't till like I realized like if I sit on my hands and lean forward like that's where I can reach my g-spot but totally. I was just Every time, like, lying on my back trying to reach it and then being like, oh, I'll just try something else because uh, I guess that's not me. And then, yeah, yeah, just feeling like, oh. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> go on, sorry. I don't know. I have another question just as I'm hearing okay. you talk. It sounds like you almost always include some aspect of penetration. Is that true even when you're using a vibrator? Or can that can you do external can you do external orgasms? Can you have external orgasms? <laughs> I think actually like I I used um used to only really do the outside. Yeah. It's quite rare to Same. put anything inside. Um and then like sometimes I feel like, oh, the outside isn't enough and that's when I'd yeah. go inside as well. Yeah. But I think like more recently I've I've been doing both, like, mm-hmm. because I've just 
found that a lot better like when i'm using both hands i'm like totally one finger at my bum three oh i was just gonna ask one on the outside. can you read my mind because i was literally just yeah. gonna be like and does anal play come into your masturbation practices at all because like lately for me also just yeah. the, the fingers thing yeah. i have a lover who is a daddy who's very sexy and he's a new oh. new to me lover and like he loves to fuck me from behind in a way that's like really satisfying and it's funny because i was yeah. like laying on myself using my fingers underneath while he was fucking me and i was like i've never masturbated like this and so as i'm hearing you talk i'm like how does it take me so long to put these pieces together it's so yeah, funny you you are like uh, why is it yeah, yeah literally why? like okay but, um, so you said a finger up your bum and a couple inside or what what's your what's your current favorite ratio <laughs> i think yeah two two my two middle fingers inside yeah and then finger up my bum like maybe my little finger okay and then my other hands like around my clitoris nice. and around my labia and stuff but I think I am um, someone gave me a little tiny um butt plug yeah. recently because I was like I really want a butt plug and I wanted one to use on um web as well yeah and uh and he's a bit like, oh, I don't want too much inside my bum. Like, that's not his thing. So this guy was like, oh, you can have this if you want. We've never used it. And it's like a tiny little book. Great. So I took it to mine in it. But like, <laughs> I was trying to use it. And I was like, I really want something in my bum. So I put that in and I have my hands in. And it kept shooting. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, about to come and then it would just go... Like, and I'd be like, oh. so I'd put it back in, kind yeah. of start again, and then like just as I'd be about to come and shoot out, and I was like, oh no, I'm just gonna, just gonna put my finger up with them. Because the only other butt plug I have is has a fox tail on it. <laughs> Very it's cute, like, but yes, different. Yeah, but it's quite like it's quite odd, just like masturbating with a massive tail. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it's fun, but like recently, um. I was halfway through and I needed the toilet and I had to like run upstairs and like <laughs> my dressing gown and a fox there. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I, w I will also say I've enjoyed masturbating with butt plugs in where I'm just adding pressure to the butt plug with a hand yeah. instead like in place of a finger. And sometimes yeah. like logistically speaking, it's a bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i get what you mean like <laughs> i was trying to keep this little tiny one in <laughs> yeah yeah that's but nice. yeah i used to have like a vibrated one but um i think my ex-boyfriend still has it <laughs> okay all right well maybe maybe a good time to like sneak back into his place maybe not in a burglary situation <laughs> but just like a bait and switch we're type still, of thing and... we're still good friends but i think i'm like uh you know you have it like i think that's sometimes i think that i'm not weird about reusing sex toys with different partners uh, but for certain people for certain things i'm like i will let it go <laughs> yeah. i think he'd enjoy it more than me <laughs> <laughs> um i wanted to ask when you were speaking earlier about going a month without any sort of anything what yeah. do you notice, if anything, how does that affect your psyche or your feelings or your mood or your body? Um, I think because I've, I've gone through quite long times without before. like, And I think um, sometimes I don't really care or notice. <laughs> like, I can go quite well. But like, it's, it's more when I'd rather that and kind of 
it be a conscious thing of like I'm just not going to for a few weeks then a neediness where you're like please do something to me like please like uh because I've been in relationships where you know I won't masturbate because I know I'm I might have sex like with a partner the next night so I'm like and um and it takes quite a while for me to orgasm like um it it doesn't happen every time and it's quite a big deal so if I know I'm probably gonna have sex with someone I won't masturbate for a few days and Mm. like that's improving recently but I'll go like without masturbating for a few days and like build up and then I'll meet up with the person and then uh (laughs) and then like be there all night like hello 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 (laughs) and then like they're like oh I'm going to bed now and you're like uh, and then you're like well maybe maybe on Thursday so I'll go a few more and then like you get to a point where you're just like please please and then yeah. you start having and because it comes from a place of neediness you're just like no you're not doing it right you didn't mm. know and then like and then you end up feeling worse when it doesn't go your way and like that's way worse I think than consciously being like yeah. Right, I'm just gonna, you know, not have sex for a few weeks, or yeah. you know, I'm gonna like put my toys away and like actually do it when I feel like you know, funny. And and if that doesn't happen for a couple of weeks, that's fine too. But yeah, yeah I find that more healthy than just yeah <laughs> having it for the sake of it. It sounds like a really conscious approach to your own needs, which I think is pretty awesome. On that note of partners, (laughs) what is your relationship with finding partners or getting new partners? Because I'm dating again for the first time and I'm sort of like, oh, like I'm very open to sex quickly, but I don't want to fuck just anybody and I have to feel this level of connection. And if it's a kinky dynamic, it has to be here. And, you know, like I was supposed to have a date today with this guy who disappeared for a couple weeks and then hit me up on Sunday was like hey sorry things have been crazy and I was like I get it but also like I have an insane schedule and going forward if you want to have a connection particularly if you want to be my dom this is unacceptable and so then we had a really sexy talk and we kept talking and we were supposed to see each other on Wednesday and today is Wednesday and he's disappeared again so I'm like you can fuck off anyway what what needs to be in (laughs) place and what kind of conversations are you having with potential partners well, I think it's interesting because I I didn't get into my first relationship till quite late. Mm-hmm. What is late for you? Well, I think it's me and you are similar. Like I think I was twenty one or okay. twenty two. Okay. Um, it was my final year of university, and uh, I um, yeah, I got my first relationship was with a girl. I think like it it lasted about three months because. Mm. I I don't think I really wanted a relationship, mm-hmm. but for her it was like all or nothing, and I was yeah. like, well, I don't want nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> I feel but, you. But yeah, it was like it was a really stressful time, and uh, she became quite needy, and I became quite cold, and like, yeah. Uh, so it didn't last for very long because I just felt, you know, too tied down, and um, like in terms of having sex with her, like as well. Like, I'd panic about, like, when I was staying the night, I knew there was this expectation, and I started, like, really dreading it, and I was like, that's, that's did not you, right. Did you say sexpectation? Or no, you said this expectation, but a sexpectation, okay. I, I'm going to pretend I 
Expectations. Expectations. I do that often though. I put like sex before sex expeditions and things like that. I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, like that was the first relationship, and then I've I've had three in total. So um, the next one after that was with a guy, and uh, both of us thought it would just be like a one night thing. And then I was with him for three and a half years in an wow. open relationship. Wow. Uh, yeah. Will you talk so, about that a little bit? Like both in terms yeah. of sex, but also like the relationship for context? So I do, I think from a young age, I'd always been like, I'd be open to an open relationship. Like, But with him, yeah, we kind of, we started like just, we slept together in my friend, uh, both of our mutual friends' beds. <laughs> Nice. At a party, and then I went back to his, and uh, and I think like he's admitted later on that the only reason that he yeah uh, asked me back again was because he found out I used to be a stripper. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> Although but, yeah. I don't, I actually have split feelings on that because sometimes yeah. sometimes I'm like, no, I like those parts of myself. Like you know, I definitely am a person that like I lead with sex, and I'm like sex, 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 yeah. and so. I feel like there's there's a yeah yeah I think like uh, I really it did go to a rocky start because like we we were getting closer and closer six weeks in like he came to this hippie camp with me like which I'd never taken anyone to and I was like this is gonna be like make or break basically totally uh and then like a couple of months after that he said to me like so I've been thinking about it and I think we should just be dating and I was like We've been like seeing each other for four months. Like, why are we going back? He'd referred to me as his boyfriend, so I was like, "Oh, I guess that's what we are then." And I was like, "So for a week, like, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that." Like, I interesting. Think... And I... then the week. Sorry, yeah. No, just those labels are so baffling to me because <laughs> I'm like, what is the difference? What do you? Who cares? I don't know. Yeah. So the week. Yeah, sat me down and he was like, look, basically I wasn't being completely honest. Uh, what I meant was that I don't want to be like exclusive with you, but mm. I think that we should have an open relationship. And I was like, oh, like, fuck, it's not, it's a natural relationship of any kind. Like, that's, that's fine. Like, yeah, but I think like there was a bit of mistrust because I was like, mm, you know, I think like this is something we should have spoken about sooner yeah. and like um yeah I think he admitted like quite a lot and then kind of the six month mark we really kind of got close and really found how in love we we were and stuff Mm. like that but um the other thing was that uh like a couple of weeks later he said to me like uh so um basically I ended up in someone's bed and stuff and like we could have had sex but I I realized it was like too soon and Mm. it. And I said, oh, well, I've I've had phone sex with someone since then, too. And he went, wait, wait, wait a minute. I didn't think of you doing stuff with anyone else. What? <laughs> what? Wait, what? He wanted to have a one-way open relationship? Or am I? Yeah. Uh... I think... And I was like, wait, did you think I'd be sitting at home, like, while you went off with other people? And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's and I think... crazy. 
Yeah, like nowadays I'd be like, that's an alarm bell, but at the time I was just thought it was really funny and I was like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. And actually in the course of like our three and a half year relationship, I was the only person to go off and do things with other people. Oh my gosh. I have heard versions of that. Men are crazy. I doubled my numbers when I was with Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you are listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like bone or softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say, the night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Did he, like, how were his reactions to that? Or did you, uh, did you guys have explicit agreements? Because it sounds like you sort of just felt your way into it without, like, I'm, I'm initiating these formal conversations where I'm like, and if you're in an open relationship, what do you desire? What do you want? What kind of rules are you? Oh, you have a veto power? Your spouse has a veto power? No, thank you. You know, yeah. so like I'm I'm yeah. having that now, but it's only because I had so many really shitty, stumbly experiences earlier on. So what was yeah. your experience like? Well, I think like we did have rules, but I probably had, I don't know if I have more, but he was more like he got turned on by me going off and having sex with other people mm. and coming back. And, like, telling him, and he liked the thought of, like, me kind of leaving him there and, yeah. you know, and so he he got off on it. Great. And, and one of my rules is um, I don't want you to have sex with Chanel. Oh, really? <laughs> and, then, and then we ended up having a foursome and, like, uh, I was a guy called Lewis and, like, them two just looked at me like, what, what should we do? And I was like, oh, you sort each other out. <laughs> So actually, that rule, like, when it came down to it, I was like, uh, actually, like, that's that's not a rule. But sometimes you have to kind of experience it to be like, oh, actually, I am comfortable enough with that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, me and Mike did stuff kind of with other people together, but 
he kind of became a bit complacent and like I think he was always hoping like someone better would come along and I was just like there to yeah <laughs> spend time with and, and that but I actually I moved on before he did and okay. um so yeah like I I think for a year I was trying to end the relationship but I was finding it really tough because I was getting stuck in a cycle and I'm oh I, I get was, it yeah oh I get yeah. it <laughs> so I was like we're not together and you'd be like haha yeah we're not <laughs> nothing's really changed and I was like no really we're not together and uh near the end of the relationship like uh we went to see Chanel play um an acoustic gig and there's another guy that was a mutual friend of mine and Chanel's called Webb and we me and Mike were talking to him about like open relationships and threesomes and foursomes and like while we were there I was like I'd rather be going home with Webb tonight <laughs> like and we left and like the day after I was like look I really don't want to be with you anymore and he's like yeah 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 you keep saying that you keep saying that and like and then like cut to a few months later and I was like right like Mike's gone to Amsterdam I'm spending this weekend like going out on my own and I had the secret circus and like I was like right this is my my Halloween weekend and all this and that night um, is when I got together with Webb. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was the best. Wow. Like, uh, yeah, as soon as, as I was in that, like, right, this is my my turn to okay. get what I want. I, I must have attracted him. <laughs> but, yeah, we still can't talk about how we can't believe, like, that night just worked out so perfectly and stuff. I'm hearing that you have, like, relationships but then explorations and then were you and web once you got together were you open or closed um so he he's always said like he'd describe it as monogamous but like we had quite a lot of like threesomes foursomes okay. and also we, that we started going to like swingers clubs together <gasps> tell us about that please ah, it's my favorite thing ever <laughs> Yes! I've got tons of stories, but uh, <laughs> so we've been talking about it for ages, like about going and uh, and like, yeah, we were like, we need to find a time, we need to find a time. And then uh, we were like, right, we've got Thursday evening off, like, whatever night it is, we're going to go. And we looked on the website and it was pegging night. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, okay, well, let's still go anyway. Like, you know, we can always, even if we don't do anything, we can kind of like yeah. check it out yeah. and stuff. And uh, we like got there and there was like barely anyone there. Okay. <laughs> like, a lot of older people and stuff. And uh, we were just, yeah, we were definitely the youngest by far. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but like it's it's near us like quite a local one and it's really posh like um it's like a a wet room which is, has like a jacuzzi and oh, a okay. oh i yeah, get it not, oh. Not, everyone's like whoa i didn't think you meant that <laughs> i was i was imagining some sort of squirting scenario i was like what okay. <laughs> slip and slide <laughs> yeah yeah or is slipping. <laughs> um, and then there's, yeah, there's just like a normal bar, which is dead posh, and they've got like 57 gins, and they're really cheap. And like, nice. well, while you're there, you think, you're like, oh, it's like a normal bar. And then you look at the screen, and there's like hardcore porn playing, and wow. you're like, oh, yeah, 
Oh yeah, man. <laughs> and then uh, you go. It's like four stories. So there's like an orgy room. There's a dentist room with like dentist chair and oh all the equipment. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, there's a dark room, so like you can't you can't really see anyone. Wow. <laughs> uh. Yeah. That was a st- so we went in there and where we you get like um a wristband with your key on. Okay. And I was like, why would you take off your key in the dark room? And like, he lost it. So he went back in to try and find it. And uh, this girl, like, like kind of patted him and then just started, like, giving him a hand job. Really? Like, yeah, I hear from it. <laughs> so, so did they, in these places, can anyone go? Like, is it open uh, to adults? Uh, yeah, I think like there's different nights of the week. So we normally go on uh, couples and single female only nights, but you get some which like they're different themes. Uh-huh. So we have like MILF Mondays and Greedy Girls and things like that. So there's certain nights where only certain people can go, or like you know, or they're open to more single guys okay. or things like that. Do Do they give any sort of like? here's how to talk to people or is it just like like do, are there rules that they outline yeah. or what do they how do they handle safety basically yeah they've got rules so like you know um especially if you're a single guy you've got to be invited in to um and like yeah as soon as someone says no you've got to stop and there's certain places where it's like couples only mm-hmm. um or you know certain people can but yeah, basically, like there's someone going around all the time, making sure everyone's okay. That's and great. Like that, yeah. And there's like buckets of condoms, lube That's everywhere. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So like, so yeah. And then on the top floor, there's like an orgy room, um, and then there's a basement which is like the dungeon where they've got that. Like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> is so this legal or is it like on the DL? Because I know in here they have like houses that are you know run by doms but it's not like they're not advertised as sex houses is my understanding of it i could be wrong yeah i'm pretty sure it's legal okay um yeah but yeah they've got like cells in there and padded Ah. cells like you can leave your partner in there overnight Ah. just give them water (laughs) i want to get left in a cell not for the whole night but just a little bit yeah yeah there's all this like you know like kind of torture equipment and and whatever like paddles and whips and stuff so it's great like (laughs) they do workshops there like how to make your own like flogger and uh how to brand your part like making a brand and branding your partner amazing okay (laughs) so on that note of workshops will you tell us a little bit about your workshops and and your work as it pertains to i mean i have so many questions for you i want to know about your workshops i want to know about the secret circus i also want to know about you said you were a stripper at one point Mm -hmm. and i want to know how that affected your sexuality too so i have a lot of questions but I'll, i'll remember them okay cool so, so in terms of like the hem part, it's hem parties, or I think you say bachelorette party, maybe over there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I work for an agency, and um, yeah, basically, um, they phoned me up one day and they were like, "Would you be up for teaching a dominatrix class?" Oh my gosh! I was like, 
Wow. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. So they sent me like a box of like beginners equipment yeah. and like like little whips and spatulas and uh, <laughs> rope, full gag, things like that. So uh, yeah, basically teach them like about you know safety. Uh, they pick like a dominatrix name and a persona, mm-hmm. um, and then like there's a slave who does it with me. So Webb <gasps> did a few with me as well. That's so. <laughs> but, are uh, you in your? Wait, I didn't even ask this. Are you? Do you identify yeah. as kinky or? And like, are yeah, you a dominatrix? I, like, what do? You, how do you feel? Or is it just like a fun thing to play with? To like the truth is, I'm really submissive. Mm. <laughs> So it's interesting, like, I always get a bit nervous teaching it because I'm like, actually, like, that's not how I identify, but I do kind of enjoy, like, I'm, I'm definitely more switchy, but yeah. I identify as a, a sub. I'm definitely so, submissive, but I actually love the idea of, I mean, I love to learn everything, and I have yeah, fantasized yeah. about, like, being a dominatrix, but I, I think I would only want to do it professionally. <laughs> Which is yeah. not which is not what I'm trying to do with my life, but I, I've thought about it a lot because I'm like, is this something I want to explore? And I really like the idea of it, but I don't yeah. think it's something that I would want to do with my own romantic partners, if that makes sense. So yeah, anyway, sure. I like yeah, exploring it a bit and like switch around, like yeah. kind of be like right and cracking a whip. But generally, like I prefer to be kind of pinned down and, yeah. and, and like yeah, just give up basically. <laughs> so fun <laughs> but um so yeah with like the dom classes like yeah it's it's ace like some go really well and then some you just you're like why did you book the class like they're all there drinking water and yep. looking terrified and you're like come here <laughs> bitch like lay over my knee with like a spatula they just look horrified and then others like really get into it and they're like my name is this and I'm going to peg you to death. And you're like, yeah, come on, girl. Teach me a thing or two. (laughs) That is amazing. Do you have, do you have a mistress name that you use consistently or do you switch it up? Uh, I'm Madame Wabam. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yes. Amazing. So that's cool. And then I also teach like a hand job workshop. Yes, please well. tell us about that. So yeah, like they're quite funny because <laughs> when you get like old ladies coming in and they're that's like, amazing. I know all this already. But like, yeah, you kind of t- teach them about, you know, consent and things like that. And then, uh, yeah, like use the lube. And then you they come in and there's like a row of bananas and tiny dildos, <laughs> bottles of lube and like, you have to you do a competition where they've got to like get off their partner with this little dildo as fast as they can and like <laughs> I teach different techniques and stuff like uh, milk the cow or grind the pepper, light the fire. <laughs> I think grind the pepper's best. You get a little oil in your hand, you grind yeah. it and people go, Oh, doesn't that hurt them? And I'm like, just you try it, they'll yeah. love it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so I love it getting into all of those. Like, that is amazing. Built <laughs> the cow, grind the, the pepper, <laughs> like fine. <laughs> do you talk about ball play as well? Um, yeah, I do. Um, ball play and then like anus stuff yeah, as well. <laughs> great. Do you have any fun names for like what would a ball play name be? Like I don't know, pop. I mean, I was gonna say pop the balloon. That's a horrible oh. one. <laughs> I was just trying to think of. Well, uh, no, that's not. Sorry, sorry. 
You're just brainstorming. I'm gonna do shallow next time. <laughs> I I mean, don't don't I pop the head. balloon. Don't pop the balloon. Oh. Is like where you like maybe yeah. run your nails over things. That's what I meant to say. I think over here they just call it a little slap and tickle. Oh, I love that a little slap and tickle. It's amazing. Oh my gosh! How did you get into doing that? By the way. Um, so I, I life model for stag do's. So I think this, the agencies that do that, um, they, one of them, like, uh, they dropped out on the day and they phoned me up and they're like, we've been given your number. Like, would you be willing to do it? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then they got really good feedback. So they were like, here's our manual, like, Dude. here's our equipment. And then. Yeah, now I get asked to do other things and like lap dancing workshops and things like that. Um, <laughs> just say yes to everything so and then fun. work out how to do it afterwards. <laughs> totally. I mean, that that seems like a very fun way to exist in the world. It sounds like you're in yeah. fairly safe environments. It's coming through an agency and it's, you know, kind of above mm. above board, nice people. Old ladies. Yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm basically there to make sure that the slave's okay. And, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of my job. Wait, so people are using the slave to practice? Yeah. (laughs) 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 So you got like a little dog collar on and like come in with the lead. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, should I move to England? What am I doing here? Jesus. Yeah, you just see some feet snap you right up. Like, oh my god, that sounds really amazing. Um, yeah. and then okay, so I this isn't technically sex related, but tell me about okay. life modeling because I love being naked, yeah. and I know people oftentimes conflate nudity with sexuality, and obviously there yeah. is overlap. But will you just speak a little bit about your feelings about life modeling? Yeah, definitely. So, like, I'm. When I was younger, I wrote a list of things to do before I die. I had, like, over 300 things on it. And, uh, yeah, like, I think that's how early in life, like, I I think I was more open because I was like, I want to take some stuff off my list. Yes. So, like, what can I do next? And um, a lot of them were to do with being naked. And uh, one of them was to try life modeling. Okay. So um, so when I moved to Liverpool, like I emailed around and uh, someone said to me, like, yep, come in on Sunday and like we'll have a little chat. And um, yeah, she put me into her group, which I now I now teach it. So she moved away and I now run that group, which That's is really so nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. So my aim was just like to do a session, get a bit of money, like tick it off the list. Yeah. Done. So I did that one and then like got. Uh, offered another one and then another one and then kind of built it up and then when I left uni I started doing like colleges and unis and getting a lot of work and now like I <laughs> have to turn it down because I get so much in. That's really so, incredible. Yeah it's ace. I love it it's, it's a great job and stuff but but yeah I remember like when I first did it I wasn't worried about being or anything like that the only thing I was worried about was like I don't know if I'm going to know what pose to do or mm. if I'm going to be still enough. And uh, luckily, like, the woman, like, was like, I want you to do a pose like this and then one like this. And, and like, as soon as I got into it, like, I'd, I'd start zoning out and then I'd be like, oh, 
I'm I'm naked in an art group and people join me. And then I'd be like, so what am I going to have for dinner later? Yeah. <laughs> and it just totally zones out and felt really at home. And <sighs> yeah, seeing everyone's work out is so satisfying. Like, And uh, I've always, I think like, I've been fairly body confident over the years and like running around naked all the time had a lot to do with it. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I am very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Then I want to circle back to stripping, and I'm just curious if that affects your sexual relationship with yourself and with partners. Yeah, so I got into stripping like quite uh, kind of the normal way of doing it, where you get to uni you hit your overdraft limit and you're like, oh, I've got no money. (laughs) What can I do? What can I do? So so I went online and just like, I was like, stripping Liverpool. And uh, like all these different ones came up. So I just sent a load of applications in and then someone was like, do you want to come in Saturday for an audition? Yeah. I was like, I thought, I did pole dancing anyway. So I thought it would be like, you know, around the pole, all this. Yeah. Um, so I was so nervous and uh, I went to my friends to get ready and like I'd bought some fake tan and like I'm I don't wear a lot of makeup or yeah. really do. so I like got her to straighten my hair and or curl it maybe I don't know like loose curls or something but like tan on me do my makeup and I had this like M&S lingerie and uh, I was like shitting myself yeah and I turned up and like it was this like dingy hotel room where like they led me in there to get get ready and I was like is Michelle here and they were like no no she's uh she's not here like just come in here and like get ready and like it was it was so odd and I was like hi hi and these girls are just ignoring me and like <sighs> all these proper done up girls like just in their underwear yeah. and I was just like 
one of those moments where you're like, what's my life? What am I doing right now? <laughs> so, like, these, like, beds, or hotel beds, and, like, yeah, a pile of, like, old kinky boots and shoes, and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? And, like, one of the girls kind of took me under a wing and was like, right, you get ready, and then, like, I'll take you down to the club. So I just, like, pulled my dress off and was like, I'm ready now. <laughs> great because i spent hours getting ready already that would have been me i would have been like okay yeah. here i am let's go yeah. well i think like after doing it for a while you realize like you've, you've been sleeping all day and you just come in and then you've got to quickly get ready yeah. and then go and do it like you don't really have the time to do it yeah. at home yeah so uh so yeah she took me down and it was like this tiny little club with like a pole and a uh, booze and she she was like, have you ever given a lap dance before? And I was like, no, no. So she took me into a booth and like gave me a lap dance to kind of demonstrate it. And and then uh and then yeah, we like the manager still hadn't turned up. And then like when she arrived, she literally like passed out on one of the beds upstairs, and, like fell asleep. Oh wow. And then I was sat there and I was like, I'm not auditioning tonight, I'm working tonight. Like oh, wow. <laughs> but, How like, was that? Well, like barely anyone came to the club. Okay. <laughs> just sat with all these girls. Just like and then uh, they they started like asking me a couple of questions and stuff like that. And uh and then they like got me to do a bit on the pole and I think they were like, Oh actually, like, you know but I was quite like nerdy and they were all proper like stripper types. I'd, and I was yeah not. Yeah. How long so, did how long did you do it for? Was it fun for you? And like, was it sexy or was it just sort of like I'm trying this? Uh, I did it for like six months, mm-hmm. and then um, I stopped because it was such an unhealthy lifestyle, okay. like uh, mentally, physically, like and yeah, it was just it was fine over the summer. Like I I just found myself like taking loads of drugs, drinking too much, yeah. and, like barely eating. Um, which was over the summer, it was fine, like partying and money I did make. I was just spending on like three course meals and champagne, yeah. oh, shit. stuff that I couldn't actually afford, but all yep. the other girls were doing it. And that, so, like, we were going out all the time, and that was fine until I went back to uni. And, like, on my first day back, I like I'd been out all night and I was still off my face on coke, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to, like, fail my degree if I carry on like this. And then, um, and then yeah, just a few other things happened, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to call it a day. But I think, um, like, mentally, I found myself, like, getting to a point where the way I was thinking about men was really horrible. Like, mm. I was just like, oh, men do this, and, like, yeah. get being sucked into that, you know, the minds of all the girls around me and being like, oh men are like this men do this and like um and then going out in the actual world and the way I was talking to my friends or like I wasn't becoming me anymore I was just becoming one of them but like a terrible version because I wasn't really making any money yeah that's that's a lot of tough pieces holy shit yeah I was stuck in the middle somewhere and I just really enjoy it like I remember, like, one one night, like, no one turns up the whole night. So oh. I was, like, t- teaching the other girls how to do cartwheels. And then we were playing, like, the floor, the floor's made of lava and, like, jumping over the boots and, like, so cool. and doing, like, roly-polies. And then ah. I, 
And then, like two guys came down and we had to like run over and sit down and be like, hi, hi. <laughs> and like, put our shoes back on and then they left and we were like, right, you do a roly poly. <laughs> so like I mean, we just have fun. That sounds that sounds like the type of I mean, I have dreams about creating a space that is like part four-story dungeon like you explained, but part yeah. like stripper play area where people can just yeah. use their bodies to show off and be sexy, but it's not about like performing for a man it's usually dudes mm. you know it's about like playing in our bodies with each other and then like the artistry is appreciated with money like i just have this whole fantasy about like yeah. shifting the paradigm around sex work and i don't know if i'm going to be able to accomplish it in my lifetime but like i have yeah. dreams of having a brothel well yeah that's what me and uh me and web basically want to do the same yeah. like combine the secret circus with like the Swingers clubs. Yes. We okay. To... Tell us details about the Swingers Circus. Or this. Tell yeah. us details about the Secret Circus. Okay. Cool. The so, Swingers Circus. I mean, I mean, we want to call it the uh, the Secret Secret Circus. <laughs> yes, I love it. So um, yeah, the Secret Circus. I started with Chanel, and uh, later on. Um, we we were joined by Little Peaches, who's taken over the. It was just at the end of uni, and Chanel had done like an EP launch that I'd helped with, and um, we got invited to put on like a monthly student event uh, in Liverpool, and um, it turns out not to be studenty at all. Like it, a lot of our audience are older people or like people that don't normally go out. That mm. you know, um, we barely, and that's really cool. So. It's become this really, like, inclusive space where, you know, you'll have, like, 80-year-olds sat next to, you know, 25-year-old LGBTQ people yeah. next to, you know, like, this whole range of people that come. And, uh, yeah, it's basically, like, an inclusive cabaret show. Uh, so, yeah, people from all walks of life in one room, that, and it will never be the same show twice. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's so much fun. We have different themes. So we did a sex education one a couple of months ago. We did like little videos for it of like what sex education is usually like and then like more progressive sex ed videos and things like that. And then we had, you know, like a, a trans comedian talk about wow. their journey into sex work. We have my friend that's got MRKH syndrome, so she's born without most of her vagina. Whoa. About it. Um, yeah, it's just an amazing show. So I think, like, we're looking into the root of kind of education. And, yeah. And, Holy so. shit, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's ace and there. Yeah, we're just, um, I'm, I'm meeting with loads of people at the moment to try and expand it and stuff like that, so... Yeah, it's really exciting, oh and gosh. Chanel's doing it in LA. Yeah, I did one in New Zealand over the summer, so like we're going worldwide. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, <That is> amazing. <laughs> are there any other sexy stories that are stand out for you that that need sharing? I was gonna say like when we went to New Zealand, we went to a swingers club there, me and Webb as well, and that was like it was wild. They're very forward over there, really. <laughs> I think I had sex with about 30 people in one night. Like, and I was like, oh get my out of <laughs> How? Oh, wait, can you just walk us through? I mean, I'm sure it's like a bit blur. I imagine it's a bit blurry, but like, 
Is it like you, you, yes. Are you wearing a condom? Do you, and like when you're going down on, are you mm -hmm. using dental dams? Are you having like saran wrap? Like what's, how does it all happen? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so like we'd been there once before and it was a bit quieter. So, um, <laughs> like we kind of got to know the people a bit more before, uh, like great. doing stuff. So like at one point, um, Webb put me in a sex swing and then it just walked off and left me there. Oh and my gosh. And then he came back with like five other people. <laughs> and they were like, right, what do we have here then? And uh, like this woman started like massaging my thighs. Oh my gosh. Like, what, guy... what was the sex swing like first? I want to have a picture in my head. Was uh, it like, because there are different kinds and there's good ones and there's yeah. mediocre ones. So, so I think I'm trying to picture what I was like, because I was definitely tied up with my, my arms and my ankles were like tied up, kind of like Whoa. in a hammock type okay. thing. Okay. And were you and belly belly down like, or were you belly no, up? No, I was belly up. Okay, belly up. Got it. So I was just like lying there, just <laughs> like, where's the garden and stuff? But oh uh, yeah, like these five kind of older people, maybe their 40s, kind yeah. of came in and like all of them were like, one was massaging my boobs, one of them got out this giant like mains powered magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah they all kind of did their little bit and it was like amazing and stuff and then wow uh, and then like i've had quite a few experiences in sex clubs with drill dos. i don't know if with, you've ever used with them. what but a drill dough it's a dildo on the end of a drill that is what you said okay <laughs> i saw that in a store for the first time i didn't yeah. know they were actually called drill dos, although obviously that's a perfect name um holy shit what is that like also first do you yeah. do you go over like do you have safe words that you're talking about ahead of time like are those safety conversations had between you and your partner and is it kind of like is web managing stuff for you or what how does that work um i think like we did talk about safe words but it never really happened yeah. but i think like i'm just i especially in a sex club like i've i've it's uh it tested my boundaries so yeah. like I I I did learn like you know I'm never gonna see these people again so yeah. I will just be like I don't want you to do that. That's great. Like, that's that's fucking great. Kind of okay. Word. So like, yeah. I'm very interested in the drill though. I just wanted to uh, okay. to pause and I always like to pause and ask about like how those conversations are happening and like because yeah, yeah. I have really I have a lot of resilience and pretty wide boundaries and I'm pretty open to exploring and I I'm hearing that you are similar but I always just for listeners who maybe aren't as open. I yeah. always just like to be like, and, but there could be these conversations if you're interested sure. in exploring, but not, uh, don't yeah. want to be like wide, wide open. I think, I, I, I think I really do struggle with boundaries actually. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like I think when I was first having sex, like f for so many times I was doing it without enjoying it and just mm. being like, oh, just lie here and wait till it's over. And I think, I'm still like trying to get out of that but it's still yeah. hard but I think like in in the sex club like you've got to be vocal with your partner like yeah. there were times where one of us would like tap the other one and be like no no or or like he'd be like can we go and get a drink and then he'd be like look I'm I'm not enjoying those two because of this and you'd be yeah. like all right noted like um, and then between you both like but I think yeah you're very switched on yeah. And those kind of, like if you're not having a good time it's likely that they're 
they're not as well. And if yes. they are, like, just yes. a tap on the shoulder and be like, I'm not feeling good. Uh, like, the end of that night, um, after, like, having so many people around, I, I was like, Web, I, I need to go home. Yeah. Like, I can't be grabbed or kissed yeah. or... Yeah. or filled or <laughs> yeah. anything like I just I'm, it's too much like, I, I am go. done yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was done quite a while ago <laughs> but yeah you just gotta be quite vocal I think and um and then yeah there's been times like we've had threesomes or foursomes where I've said like afterwards I've been like actually like seeing you with her really upset me but like mm. I couldn't I didn't know how to kind of vocalize it without ruining the mood or and then you know other times where literally just a tap on on the arm or something's enough for them just to get their attention no um but yeah I think I'm getting better at it yeah uh, and yeah in those moments where you're able to have the feeling like notice the feeling in your body that's not ideal but are not able to articulate it after the fact is it like what's the feeling in your body later is it like disappointment or is it like okay I'm okay but that didn't feel good like how do you kind of process that I think I usually I feel like until the only thing that can get rid of it is talking to that person and, okay. and saying like just having them listen and be like you know I know that at the time you weren't trying to hurt me or you didn't know what but this is how I felt and then to hear them be like, oh, I, you know, I didn't realize or I did realize, but I thought this or yeah. like that's usually enough for me then to kind of release that. Mm-hmm. But there's been times where like I, I haven't I've got away, cried like and all sorts of like until too later it gets brought up. And then only then am I, am I like fully OK, like being like that was horrible, but I understand his side of it. now. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, how does a drildo feel? <laughs> well, the first time I used one was it was at our local sex club, and uh, they were like just at the bar, hand and web these things, and they were like, "Do you want to try out our house sex toys?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." So, like, they gave him this huge drildo, and like, we we were standing next to two couples, and they were like can we come and watch? And we were like, yeah, sure. So, like, we went up to this room, like, the orgy room, and there were people, like, peering through the glass. And I was, like, lying there. So he was demonstrating it on me. And, I, I like, he did it, and it's like, it's, like, really hardcore. I triggered it, like, without it being inside of me. And yeah. I was like, all right, all right, go easy to start with. And then, like, he did it, and I was, felt so much pleasure that like <gasps> I was embarrassed at how I couldn't control like no. how much I was enjoying it I was just like gone and I was like whoa but then he did it really hard and I was like ah, ah get out get out like oh my but gosh. It was, it was, everyone was like laughing and then I got all everyone all the other couples to try it and they were like the same <laughs> they were like yeah 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 I'm, I probably won't enjoy it. oh my god <laughs> I had like a little crew of like 15, 20 people like yeah. watching it happen and it was ace. I like wow. the attention. <laughs> That's fucking and then, awesome. Yeah, and then the same like it got used again in, in the New Zealand one in the sex swing, but he went a bit too much and then I burst into tears and I was like, <laughs> oh, man. too much. And then 
very quickly, like, he was worried it was resolved, but <laughs> I think I was just quite sensitive. Yeah, uh, that <laughs> makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, Any other yeah. favorites, likes, dislikes? I like being spot on. Really? Where and how yeah. and, like, in your face, in your mouth, all those things? I like... It started off as um, Mike, my ex. I was brushing my teeth one day and, like, he just walked behind me and spat on my back. And I was like, I actually quite like that. It made <laughs> me feel dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and then, you know, the odd time, like, I said that to my current partner, well, Webb. I told him and he was like, all right, all right, I remember that. So during sex, like, you know, he, he just spit on me every now and again. And then one day he spat in my face and I was like, oh, my God, this is like instant wetness. It, this is like my new favorite thing. It is that <laughs> for me as well. And I, I, I know for some people it's a hard boundary. And I, when I get spit on by someone who, again, I've talked about it ahead of time with. Yep. It's just like instant, like it puts me deeper into subspace. Same thing about yeah. like deep throating for me. Like I'm just like, oh, I don't know what's happening now. Sure, sure, sure. I'm, you know, <laughs> and my and my new partner has he's really into spitting into my mouth, which I just think is great. Like I, I think it's very sweet. I don't know. I'm I'm into it. Yeah, I am. And I like I like being slapped on the boobs, yeah. on the vagina, sometimes in the face, but not on the bum. Really. Like, really don't like it yeah okay. yeah what is it so that like, you don't like about it can you articulate the feeling i think it's it's, it's too much like pain wise i'm okay. like i'm just like out and then it puts me in my head more than your like, pussy because i'm like i'll get a pussy slap I and like it but it. i'm just like sometimes i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> well like my my old housemate my best friend elliot who's gay like he was like jokingly like how do you straights have sex like do you just like <laughs> Go like this on the vagina, and we like were choking around. And then one day, uh, Mike did it to me, and I went, I actually really like that. I like, like it. So we started calling it the Elliot. <laughs> I love that. Also, I want to share something. So I just made a short film called Art is My Mistress from the Diary of Art Slut. And it's just like about my relationship with creative work where I have an art mistress and anytime I try to stray from my creative activity, she punishes me. Um, and you don't, and so you only see my reactions and hear the sound, but I actually had my, my partner helped me record the slaps like we did. He actually slapped. I was like, hey, I have a question. It's kind of weird, but um, I'm making this short film and would you want to help me make the sound effects? And he's like, okay. And so I was like, okay, so I have like a face slap. I have an ass slap. And I was like, but I need a third slap. And I'm, you know, I wish I had a cane, but I don't like my, my ex master took his toys. And so I'm like, I don't know what sound is going to read. He's like, what about a pussy slap? And I was like, I don't know if I can read it on, like, I don't know if it'll work on camera. And I will say I finished the film and I think the pussy slap is the final thing. And I just have this little face like, oh, and I love it so much. So, oh, so by the time this is out, it. you guys could probably go watch the film. But and so I'm so excited about it. I just finished oh. it last night. So I can't wait to see it. So, so now I know it's called that. The Elliot. The Elliot, he'll love that. He'll be like, I can't mention. So good. But yeah, I think like Chanel was quite surprised when I was like, don't slap me on the bum. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, I think for a lot of people, it's the least sensitive spot. For me, it's much less sensitive than most other places on my body. Um, my face, honestly, isn't that sensitive. I'm just wary yeah. about face slaps because I want to make sure if I'm getting slapped in the face that I'm getting slapped by a person who knows how to do it safely and isn't going to yeah. blast out my eardrum or make me lose an eye. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like it just when I'm not expecting it. The odd yes! one. But too much. I'd be like, no, no, same, put same. me in my head. Like, but I think the thing is, like, people expect me to be more sexually confident than I am Ugh, because I, yes. of like my life. Me too. But I found, yeah, I found that most people I've been with, like the ones that appear shy and timid, like, yeah. are normally like, right, when we get in the bedroom, and the more confident ones are a bit more yeah. self-conscious and stuff. So I feel like a pressure on me, like sometimes, like people assume I love everything just because mm. I'm talk about sex all the time but yeah which yeah I can see that I will say the more I talk about it the more I'm just like nope not into that nope yeah don't want that don't poop in my yeah. mouth don't make me bleed <laughs> hard boundary I'm okay wow. with that it's okay it's okay it, yeah or my eyes it's, it's okay if we're not a match I'm okay it, you know like and I wish you the best and I say that with no judgment or shame and so that's that's been a thing that I'm actually have been practicing as I talk to new new stranger humans to be just like hey it's okay if our desires don't line up but it's not okay if one of us is forcing the other one to do stuff you know and yeah. so that's why I also like to bring up sex you know, as I'm getting to know someone, because it's part of it. For me, I know some, I've been talking to a lot of people where they're like, well, no, I don't do it until I already know that I like them. And I'm like, for me, it's just <laughs> as an important part of compatibility as like your your values around time and money and politics and all. Like, it does, it's yeah, not separate for me. Um, yeah, definitely. What would you say your hopes for your sex life going forward are? This year, I've hit definitely like, a little bit of I was talking about this yesterday actually because uh he knows that I'm coming on here and talking to you and uh I was saying like oh I can't believe like I wasted so many years masturbating the same way and <gasps> no. it was only like this year I've started using my hands and the same like you know it wasn't until I met Mike that I was like oh this is what sex should be like and uh mm. and then when I met Webb it was even more so and he was like Look, think of where you'll be in 10 years. Like, yeah. you know, you'll probably be multiple orgasming more. And, you'll, <laughs> you know, and he, he was like, but don't forget, it's not that I, I'm not good in bed. <laughs> it's just that you'll, <laughs> you know, you'll just know yourself more. And, yeah. and, you know, you'll be more confident with a partner to, you know, be able to. I think, yeah, it's just an exploration and you'll never get to yeah. the end of that. But I think, like, now I've I've started on something that I'm like, oh, I can masturbate in a different way. What what can I do next? Yeah. And, uh, I, in terms of you know working in the sex industry or things like that, like I've done tons of that, but now I'm like all the kind of stuff I've been in denial about, like the way I masturbate or you know just saying yes to people and not actually wanting things like. Yeah. I'm starting to learn that now. So, yeah, in 10 years' time, hopefully, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just remember this as, like, oh, I remember that first little tip and look at me now. <laughs> totally. I yeah. I do, f I'm a pretty firm believer that if we are allowing ourselves to evolve consciously, like, if we are allowing yeah. ourselves to grow and unfold, and for myself, I've had to, 
really just remove the harsh voices and the judgment and all of those voices that say, I should have known better. I should have done. And because thank God I'm figuring it out now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I could still be having sex all the time and not talking about anything and still yeah. not know which holes where and <laughs> yeah. how guys feel. Cause I'm, but yeah, I feel like, you know, I, you got to start somewhere with everything and, I just had to take responsibility and stop being lazy. And <laughs> I mean, but, I think it's also okay to be lazy sometimes. I actually recently yeah. have been like, I think I need to set some time aside so that I can be lazy. I think, yeah. I, I actually think that that's, that's something that I'm going to, I'm like, okay, is that going to fit into my December? No, maybe February. <laughs> like, like as yeah, I'm looking at my, my calendar not. for the next few months, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, <laughs> Yeah, lazy in the right way. <laughs> totally. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? Well, <laughs> this one sentence, but it's going to bring up a whole other story. Great. Tell it, tell it with the story. It would be um, when I was 18 and... Uh, Anal sex does count as losing your virginity. <laughs> I think it's gaining an exploration. <laughs> Would you please share that story with us, if you will? Yes. <laughs> so... So I mentioned, like, my bucket list earlier, and um, <laughs> I had a night of, like, first everything, basically. Like, I was at a field party, and uh, it's the first time I'd taken drugs, and, like... Um, Wait, what is a field was... party? Or, like, just a party in the field? In a field, yeah. like kind of... <laughs> Okay, very self-explanatory, but uh, I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a private festival, yeah, like, okay, okay. which my friends have organized. I live, I'm from the middle of the countryside, so... Totally, totally. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, I was like, right, what can I tick off my bucket list? And, like, my friends were like, hey, yeah, what can we tick off? And I was like, what about a naked mile? And they were like, all right. So we, like, ran around these, like, country lanes, me, my best friends, and this guy, this kind of guy that we kind of knew. And um, we went into a field, and I was like, right, I want to have a threesome. Well, I don't want to have sex because I'm still a virgin. <laughs> and, um, and they were like, they're all up for it. And then my friend was like, well, actually, I've got a boyfriend and it's cheating. So I'll just watch. Okay. And I was like, okay. So like, I started giving him a, my first ever blowjob oh. to anyone. Like, in a field with my friend watching, slightly high. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Massive penis, like I think maybe nearly nine inches. Like, <laughs> like I really threw myself in the. That deep was your end first blowjob. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and he he gave me some good tips, which I actually still use now. Like, oh yeah, we you, didn't like, even talk about blowjobs. Will you please please share? Yeah, yeah. So he said, like, you know, if you relax your hands, it relaxes your jaw. Like, yeah. and uh, like keep breathing and stuff like that. So like. Amazing advice. Lesson, like, <laughs> um, yeah, it was good advice. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, my friends eventually felt awkward and left. 
And then uh, he's like, uh, should we have sex? And I said, no, no, I'm still a virgin. And he's like, how about um, up the bum? Because that doesn't count. And I was like, thought about it. And I was like, all right then. <laughs> and he'd hit like a condom. And I was like, he clearly had <laughs> Did you have anal sex without lube? Yeah. Holy shit. How did it so, feel? Well, well, the first time, yeah. like, he literally went to go in and I screamed and I went, stop, stop, stop. And I, like, burst into tears and I was like, I'm never doing that again. And then he, like, he was like, no, 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 let's try again, let's try again. And I think the second time, like, he wasn't fully putting it in properly or, like, <laughs> Something was different because I could kind of like yeah. manage it. Yeah. I think maybe he was just doing minimal and like wanking into my bum, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then like, yeah, we finished and he was like, uh, I don't I don't think we should tell anyone about this. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we need it. <laughs> we ran back. Uh, we, were, we were naked the whole time and then we got back and someone had stolen his clothes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, like one day, I brought it up, like, that they were like, didn't you have anal sex with this guy? And I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, my God. Okay. You have reminded me of a story that has not occurred to me to tell on this podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to think about when it was. Maybe five years ago. I want to say it was, like, five years ago. I'm making up a number. Yeah. But it was, like. Before I had a master, before I felt remotely sexually confident, but like I always had such a strong desire to figure out sex and to figure out how to be sexy. And I remember I still had long hair, so it must have been, yeah, yeah at least four or five years ago. And I yeah. had a friend who I thought he was, I, I still to this day, I don't talk to him that much anymore, but I think he's a very sexy, sexual person. And we had spent a night together just cuddling but I felt this electric energy from him and I was always talking with him about sex. And he was kind of like, looking back on it, I'm sort of like, oh, this is cringy. But I was asking for this man to like, give me pointers on being sexy. And I, I remember yeah. like, I was like in a robe and it sort of like evolved to this place where he like, for some reason, he never wanted to fuck. Like we never properly fooled around. But this one day he was over in my place and we were talking about being sexy and he was like, well, there's a confidence and there's a certainty and you know, I was sort of like, can I be goofy and sexy? Like, how can he's like, yeah, but it's like, you have to find your own thing. And then I don't know how this evolved into this, but we eventually decided like we, did we even make out? I don't know. We had a little bit of anal sex is where it ended up. Yeah. Like we were just like talking about being sexy. And then I was like, I think I was coming on to him and he's like, no, no. And I was like, what about, and this was before I was a butt slut, <laughs> but there was some part of me that clearly always has been so horny. And I like it. Like I also yeah. had anal sex with a very large man on my very first time having sex, but that was after I did the vaginal stuff. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hooray for weird anal sex. Well, yeah, then like, I remember telling my friends and they were like, well, then you lost your virginity. And I, I, I started crying and I was like, no, I haven't. Why would you say that? And it took ages and ages before I admitted it to myself that like the virginity story I'd actually been telling everyone like, was not my true virginity story. I don't know. I <laughs> think you get to pick what your virginity story is. That's that my... one was much better, to be fair. <laughs> <but> <laughs> a little less naive, I think. But yeah. 
took quite a long time before I had one that I would have been proud to call my virginity story. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, lastly, do you have any questions for me? So, if there was something you could change about the, a sensation or a part of your body and the way you experience like, for example, I, I wish I could orgasm more easily yeah. or which you know this was less sensitive or whatever what would it be and and why okay so i'm a little embarrassed to say this but not too embarrassed to not say it i'm still trying to figure out my clitoris she Mm. changes her mind on a daily basis sometimes she's so fucking sensitive that she can barely be touched at all and it really annoys me and i can't change it and like lately it's this thing where it's like if she's touched in the wrong way at the wrong time it's very painful but then also I've been such a tough cum so I eventually need like just such an insane amount of pressure that I'm like I don't know how to communicate to lovers like Mm. other than coaching them in real time which for me I'm still practicing on because sometimes it goes sideways so it's that that very strange sensitivity that I don't have figured out is something that I'm like, why can't I just be one of those girls that gets like fucked for a few minutes and then they're like coming over and over again? Or why can't I be a person who like they get their nipples sucked and then they're coming, you know, and then there's this judgment voice that's like, okay, but you, you know, it's about the sensations and it's not about the outcome. And some part of me is like, totally. And it's much easier to say that when you're able to experience the outcome and it does, because I think that that, you know, and I guess I wouldn't change it because if I were one of those people that came so easily, this podcast wouldn't exist. None of this would exist yeah. because I wouldn't be trying to figure it out still. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things, but I'm just like, ugh, if I could just like try that on for a day and see what it's like, you know, um, mm. that would be super great. And yeah. I'm wondering if there's anything else. Let's see. I'm really lucky that I like a lot of... I love how much I love sensations. I think there's some of some parts of me sometimes are like, I wish I were a little kinkier. And I'm just like, I'm pretty kinky. Like, But it, it always just <laughs> depends on whose standards you're measuring by. Yeah. I wish I could just remove the part of my clitoris. Not the part, but just the <laughs> sensation. <laughs> the sensation that sometimes feels like I'm getting like burned icy hot cold painful like i i would be happy to remove that sensation from my life (laughs) not the kind of pain i'm into but yeah Uh, (laughs) (sighs) oh my god eve you are kind of living my dream life in so many ways like i I feel like we need we need to do a part two because i've got loads more (laughs) yes do you want people to find you on the internet yeah, so uh, you can find me as Eve Howlett on socials. E-V-E Howlett, H-O-W-L-E, one of the only ones. Uh, follow the Secret Circus as well uh, on all the social medias. And uh, come along if you can. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 